Hey guys, it's Jackson. Hope you're all having a fantastic day today. Uh, welcome back to the Real Brackish Podcast, uh, guys. And I have a few questions for you all today, uh, so let's jump right into it. So first off, I want to thank you all for uh, joining and listening today on this beautiful Saturday. But I have a couple questions from one of my friends. His name is Landon. He likes to fish. Um, Landon, I believe, is in the search of catching his PB bass which I'm sure he wants to be over five pounds. And he's caught some good fish. Don't get him wrong, but he's just searching for that big fish, I believe. And he asked a couple of questions about jig fishing. Jig fish. Or one was about jig and then one was about colors. So I was going to incorporate that. Um, I did an episode with Tristan a couple weeks ago that... Was it two or three weeks ago? I think it was two or... I think it was two, maybe three, so... I know I haven't said, I know y'all haven't uh, listened to me in just a second, or really in a hot minute, but uh, so I got these questions. Me and Tristan talked about some fishing, uh, grass fishing in our last episode, which I said was pretty, which I think was pretty good. It went a little long, but it was some really, really our favorite rigs to throw around grass, submerged vegetation, or to even flip into. But I got this question from Landon. It's about what... Let me pull it up. Let me pull it up real quick. You guys might hear some background noise, but let me pull it up. Dang it, I don't know what it is now. Never mind. But it was like, what type of... what? How do you like to fish a jig at different different depths? That's what it was. Different depths. Depths. Couldn't say depth there for a minute. Different depths. So there's a few different types of jigs. Let's just get that straight. And me and Tristan talked about this in our last days. Main ones are swim jigs, casting jigs, flipping jigs, and football jigs. Your football, and they're all having to do around with the shape of their head and the and the way you're supposed to fish them. That is, swim jig, especially swimming over that submerged vegetation, works really well. Very effective. Very subtle. Talked about this, I'll just give you a quick uh, overview. Casting jig, that's just your jig. You just cast it there, you can reel it, you can hop it. It's basically your overall jig. Your football jig is the one you're gonna you're gonna wanna it's got that football shaped head on it. It's that one you're gonna want to drag across the ground. It's usually a bigger profile jig, so it's for catching those big fast and you can really and you're really supposed to just crawl it along the bottom or hop it. I even one of the jigs I have is actually a three-quarters ounce football jig. And then you have flipping jigs. Flipping jigs are for your heavy cover. Flipping their cover with a with a, a good head on them so they can so they can uh, uh, go through that grass easy, easily. They've got a good uh, weed guard on them so the weeds don't get caught up in, caught up on your hook. And that's what it's for is flipping. So I'll go ahead and answer this question, then I'll, I'll answer his second question, then I'll talk a, a, about a few other things. So, how do I like to fish a jig? We'll start from different categories. I usually, I don't throw a jig as much as I should, but I will start. We're approaching that fall time. Jigs are really, it's just a good all-around year bait. But I haven't fished it this summer. Speaking of which, I may have fished it in a little while. That would be pretty cool. But on to the point. If I'm fishing, 
uh, usually three foot or less, I'm fishing a swim jig. Why am I fishing a swim jig? Is because usually, uh, especially if I have submerged vegetation, I can wind that jig and I can bring it across that grass and I can bring it and it won't get caught in the weeds, reel it just right above that grass, or if I'm pitching around uh, other places like docks and stuff, that's good too. So three foot and up is that when I usually when I'll usually only fish a swim jig or a casting jig. Probably a swim jig though. Um, your and I forgot to mention this, there's another type of jig that you can fish. And that's a skipping jig. Uh, they usually come with flatheads so you can skip them though. That's right, skipping jigs. I haven't learned how to skip a jig yet, but this is I'll go on to this next. Whenever I do and once I have the right equipment for it, I will start skipping a jig. I think it's very effective in a lot of places. But yeah, skipping a jig is another uh, big way, to, another way to catch big fish under those docks. If you learn how to skip a jig, and this goes in like the four and five, this is, goes on my dock areas. This is where I'll fish a skipping jig. I'll skip it under that cover, and that's just what it's used for, and that's how I, I like to fish them, or how I would like to fish it. And then once you get off on those, on those ledges and those points. You can go to more of a casting jig and a football jig. Uh, this is your this is your usually your five five to ten foot. And I'll talk about weights. You usually want to fish if you're fishing deeper, like fifteen foot. You may want to use a three quarters or a, or a five eighths. If you're fishing ten foot or less, you probably want to go to a half or three eighths. I personally would probably like to go the lightest I can just so I can really pick up and keen on those bites and I'm not digging in the dirt as much. Enough to Another big thing is if you're fishing on a school of fish or on a point and the fish are congregated there, the, the lighter weight you have can really affect, it's the same way with drop shotting, which I'll have to do a podcast episode on drop, drop shotting, but the lighter your weight is, the more time it gives your the the more time it gives your, the fish to see the bait and really react to that to it falling. Especially if you've got a good trailer on there, which we'll get to that in just a second. It, that really kicks back and forth or is real good. It'll really entice those fish. Sometimes it can help you than just a piece of lead dropping straight to the bottom. And then the fish, they if they're finicky, they may run away from it or they may run towards it. Sometimes it doesn't matter. Sometimes it isn't crucial. But I personally like to give my fish a little bit longer to look at the bait, uh, especially those real finicky fish. Um, another thing is, is whenever you approach wintertime, the shad are dying. They're not falling straight to the ground. And I don't fish just this bait, but and you get you a shad-colored bait, you want it to just slowly fall to the ground like whenever fish see that, they know that, hey, this fish is some sort of alive, some sort of dead, so I'm just going to hammer it and eat it. And that's very effective. So, and then once you get into 15 foot feet and less, then you can go down to those heavy, heavy jigs, heavy football jigs, uh, heavy casting jigs, and just bring them along the bottom. That's, uh, that's again, that's good out once you're fishing in the wintertime really or or in the summertime those fish are real uh they're very slow feeding 
because of the water temperature. So therefore they have to, the bait slows down and they do as well do the, the cool temperatures or the very high temperatures. The very high temperature, or hold on. The very high temperatures. So therefore the slower you're moving that bait, the easier it's gonna be for those bass to eat it. And those are really the ways to fish them. Uh, flipping jig is our next one. Some people do like to flip jigs into heavy cover. Uh, in that case, I think I heard Tactical Bassin say that he goes heavier on his flipping jigs uh, and lighter. Uh, if he's, He says that he's, if he's flipping a one and a half ounce, uh, just if he's flipping one and a half ounce weight, like punching, then he will flip a, like a two ounce jig. He says he likes to go heavier on his jigs. And I think that's really because that jig has that skirt to it and makes it fall slower. And on those, if you're creating a, re a reaction strike sometimes and you wanna make that bait fall faster, you have to add a little bit of weight to it. Also, sometimes it doesn't matter. Those fish can't throw that hook as easily with the jig because it's pinned right there against them. It's not sliding up and down your line as a normal Texas rig. And that's why a lot of people peg their weights when they're flipping is because if you have that one and a half ounce tungsten weight sliding up and down your line, it is very easy for the fish to pin it or to use it to their advantage and throw that hook easily. Jigs pin right there against them, has, it, doesn't usually, it usually doesn't affect your fishing. And then sometimes people use punching skirts, which is where you just basically put the skirt on your line and then it's more weedless than a jig, but it still has that skirt basically. So yeah, you can, a lot of people go heavier on their jigs. I think it's personally whatever you find, you have to really experiment with a bunch of different jigs, what style you like best and what style works best for you, what colors work good, which is what we're about to get into a second. And then what size heads. Some matter more than others, some don't. Now, his second question was Landon, and I'm about to, and I'll give y'all his Snapchat real quick. He was asking, and he was asking about our personal lake, Lake Lure, really a reservoir. Me and Tristan have talked about it, but, and this just goes, what type of colors do you fish for different types of water color or clarity? And this is going to be very basic because here on the podcast, uh, I really need to do some salt water in just a little bit, but here in salt, here in, uh, here on Real Brackish, I try to make it easy for budget fishermen to to uh, to not have to buy so many different colors that it blows their whole bank on jigs. Now, if you have that money and you can spend as much as you want on jigs, then you go right ahead. You don't have to. But if you're a budget fisherman, I've heard James uh, Watson say this best. And he was talking specifically about swim jigs. But I guess this I, this can apply to all jigs. Uh, he says for his swim jigs, and this probably means for all other jigs too. I'll, I'm gonna quote him on it. He said, "White, some short shad pattern. White mainly. Black and blue. Green pumpkin. And then he said all the other all the other colors, throw them in the trash. Black and blue, white." green pumpkin three basic colors they fit almost all of your uh water water uh water clarities water colors all that you need 
Now I'm going to go a little bit more in depth real quick. So yes, your wipe, if, if you have shad in your lake and you're fishing a swim jig, you want your swim jig to be like a white, a white and chartreuse is what I like, um, sort of. It's like a chartreuse and white is what I would go with personally. But sometimes just white works fine. Now, your white is going to be your shad pattern, of course. This I'm going to fish from your medium clarity water. We'll, we'll do it on inches. I'm saying from about six to eight. I'm saying six inches. Or I'm, I'm saying 12 inches all the way up to, well, let me think about this real quick. Because water clarity is different. I'm going to fish white in your super clear water, but I'm not going to fish it in your super dirty, dirty water. So I'm saying about 12 to 6 inches of visibility, I'll probably fish a white, I'll probably fish a white jig. But in that real dirty water, like you get one, two to, to one to, to no inches of visibility, I'm fishing a dark color, like black and blue. And then sometimes if the water is just so deep, I've, sometimes I won't even fish a, a, a jig just because I need to take some vibration. I'll either throw a chatterbait or a spinnerbait, which I may get into in just a second. But yes, colors, dark. you want those darker colors for your darker water. Just remember that. Lighter colors, clear water, dark, uh, dark colors for your... Um, dark water basically the water you can't see is good and that's going to happen in a lot of your ponds where you have lots of sand you have a lot of cypress trees that make that water black you're going to want to throw a darker color jig and it also has to do with the forage the forage uh usually if there's no light your forage uh kind of gets darker sometimes so therefore, those fish are going to keen in, match the hatch. And that's something else you have to consider. But green pumpkin is just your middle of the pack. Works in both clear and dark. Uh, but really works best when you got sort of what we have out in the lake. The lake is fairly clear. Well, I'm probably saying 7 inches of visibility. Maybe even more than that. But So there I'm going to fish not too dark colors unless I'm fishing deeper. If I'm fishing shallow, I'll fish my lighter colors. And that's how it can be in any lake unless you're fishing a pond with just black water or just clear water. And I, ha and I know a few of those ponds around the southeast area. But if you're fishing a big lake, you're going to get a mixture of it. You're just going to get a mixture of it. Unless you go to lakes that are super, super clear and lakes that are super, super dark. And that's just the way they fish. So those are your three basic colors. White, green, green pumpkin, and black and blue. And those are probably going to work the best. Um, and I'll talk about trailers real quick. A lot of time you either do a, you either do a crossed trailer or you do a, a creature bait trailer. I'll just state a few real quick. Uh, one one that I do not I have not fished because I don't fish a vit jigs a whole lot, although I know they're effective, is a chigger crawl. The reason I don't this is good for people that have crawls in their lake. Our lake does not have crawls in it, as far as we know. So therefore. I don't choose it, but I'm sure it work anyways. The Chigger Crawl from Berkeley Powerbait has the Powerbait scent on it. I'm sure, uh, it's a real subtle action, but still kicks a good bit. 
it comes in three and four inch works perfectly on the back of any jig. And I'm pretty, and I think right now Tackle Warehouse, uh, Michael Iaconelli actually has three of his custom colors in the Cheer Crawl on Tackle Warehouse. Only available like maybe like for like a few days. So you might want to go check that out once you finish listening to this. Another one is the Crack and Crawl from, uh, from, the Crack and Crawl from, I'm trying to think of the brand, Guggenbaits. It's got those uh, nice appendages on it. And the Bandita Bug for your creature bait from Guggenbaits, I believe, works really well. I like fishing that, the, um, the black and the black and blue fleck on a on the back of a jig, especially a black and blue jig, I think that's real effective. You got the smaller appendages and then the two larger appendages on your on the back, just works just amazing. And then there's a few more. I think one of them. A lot of people like to fish the Yum Spine Crawl, the new Yum Spine Crawl, and I think and I haven't picked some up yet, but I I sure will. And they and they're a thinner bait. They're like real thin, but I think they'll work really effective for the for those jigs that you use. Partially because it's got a good kicking action from what I've seen. And it's very thin and sleek profile, so it doesn't have to be big and bulky. If your fish wants something smaller, something more, something more compact that doesn't have this big profile on it, I think the Yum Spine Crawl would be your go-to. And then also on the back of a of a of the jig you can never go wrong with a pit boss you've got it's really it really imitates both the creature bait and a crawl you've got the two outside appendages that flap really good and then the two the two in the middle like kind of like a crawfish that, that say sort of stationary and provide that subtle action to it but with colors you have to really experiment i don't go for the real crazy crazy colors unless i know that a i've caught fish on them b uh, B that I or if I haven't used it yet, I know the forge on my lake really, really looks a lot like it. It matches the hatch perfectly. That's the only times I'm gonna fish those crazy colored baits. So those are really those are your that's your overview really on jigs uh, for your fishing. But I did say something, and I'm just gonna get on this topic. I'm not gonna talk a lot of hard baits, but I'm gonna talk talk more moving bait styles. Now, I want to talk about next is a spinner bait. Good old spinner bait. And then I'll talk about a chatter bait. And the thing is, is I'll go and say I don't fish chatter baits a lot. I prefer a spinner bait a lot more over a chatter bait. But I know a lot of people catch big fish on it. So I will start fishing a chatter bait. And I'm going to tell you guys some tips I have learned about chatter baits and spinner baits too. And before I move off, and I'm going to move off jigs here in just a second, but rod size on your jigs, um, depending on the type of cover and depth you're fishing, depends on the size of your jigs. I'm not an expert on that, but I do know that the you need to match it. There's different types of, you can't use the same rod for every situation, but if you don't just one good all-around rod, I would say 7 foot 2 medium heavy, and then like a middle of the pack reel, like a 6, 6 to 1, or a or like somewhere around the seven one to ones is where you're going to be best for your gear ratios and then you can fish braid or fluorocarbon i personally would choose braid with a fluorocarbon leader 
just because I get that no stretch, especially if I'm flipping. But I get that uh, that good cl- that good clarity if I'm sw- fishing like a swim jig. And then some people like throwing straight fluorocarbon, and that's your choice. Now moving on to spinner baits. This is a topic I really like. I'm not going to spend too terribly much time on it because it's very similar to a jig. Now spinner baits are effective. You have two types of blades. This is the main part. You have Colorado and Will Leave. Will Leave is going to be your more flashy. It's not going to put us off as much vibration, but it's going to put off more flash. That's the terms you're going to hear in just a few minutes. Vibration and flash. You're going to want to find out what works best for you. Colorado Blades, however, provide more thump, more vibration in the water. Uh, While it doesn't provide as much flash, it provides more Vibration so your fish can locate it easier without using necessarily using their sight, but using their their sense of uh, their sense of a rounding or that doesn't make any sense, but they're I'm not sure I'm not a biologist on this, but they have a sense where they can sense things around them and that vibration going through the water they can hear it most likely and that's how they go to it. Now I'll go ahead and say what I like to fish. I like a double we- a double leafed a double wheel leafed blade. Why is that, Jackson? Because the lake I fish is again it's got that clear water to it, so you're gonna want to fish that. So you're gonna want to fish that more flashy vibe to it instead of having more thump to it. Now if I'm fishing a place with a lot of black water, a lot of muddy water, I'm gonna pick up a Colorado blade because the Colorado blade puts off a lot of vibration and I believe it can be it can be sensed better than just a flash. Those fish that live in those dark waters, they're really they're not using their their eyes as much as they are their hearing and their sense of, sense of what would that be called? Their <clears throat> I'm trying to find the word for it. Their sense of rounding of their of their surroundings. There you go. Sense of surrounding. I'll just call it that. So they're looking at what's they're feeling for what's around them. And then once they get up close to it and they can see it, then that's when they will strike. And they're not focused too much on those blades. <clears throat> and then you have your will leave with one with a smaller Colorado. And I've caught a, I've caught a fish or two on that too. Now I don't fish those as much because I prefer the willow leaves. But if you get one with a Colorado, that's for you. Maybe you're in your in between water. You have some clear water, but then again you have some you have some water that's pretty black in some areas. I would go with that. Um, now size of spinner baits. I fish all the way from a three sixteenths all the way up to a half. I have fished these Pond Magic Booyah spinnerbaits before. They're really small and petite. They work just fine. Uh, I could, you could honestly probably throw it on spinning gear if you wanted to. But like bait casting gear, uh, if you're fishing real light spinnerbaits, you can use a medium light. But I usually fish a medium heavy. Medium heavy, uh, I like about a seven foot. Is what I figured out about a seven foot. And I like, I personally like my rods to be a little bit stiffer. Because I know that it puts off a lot of vibration. You're pulling that bait through the water. Sometimes 
it gives you too much bend and then you don't and then it feels like you have a fish all the time of course and plus it just sometimes gets gets annoying having to drag it through and then you're probably going to want a fast action so you got some tip on it and then i personally like a little bit stiffer of a rod line you can use a lot of people like fluorocarbon but if you're like kvd and you like pitching those big old spinner baits in that cover and that real tight cover then you want to you can fish braid with a fluorocarbon leader and again you're going to want to use any all the way from a 610 and you're probably not going to want to go over a 7-1 or a 7 foot because it's just going to be those are just going to be your all-around rods and then i'll about to discuss chatterbaits as well and where i like to throw spinnerbaits i like to throw spinnerbaits around cover such as docks uh wood wood uh wooded areas the spinnerbait is actually really weedless so it bounces off a of cover very well i used to think it's not weedless now also there's different trailers you can put on it sometimes you can put that trailer hook on there but if they're eating it so good i would take it off because the thing about a trailer hook is if it extends past your blade then it is not your it is no longer weedless and sometimes if they're fishing a, a shad pattern I like to throw a little swim bait on the back of there, uh, like a little little Strike King Raid Swimmer or a little uh, Berkeley Power Bait Swimmer. I think it's called the Power Swimmer. In a three in a three point three or three point eight inch inches is what I like to use. And again, due to your color of water, you need to choose your spinner bait choice wisely because if you're throwing a Colorado blade in clear water then they're usually not going to hit it. Or if we're throwing a willow leaf in dark, dark water, sometimes they won't see it. Now, I usually, again, I personally like to fish the willow leaf. Puts off more flash, puts off that school of shad imitation really, really well. And some people don't like to throw spinnerbaits in super duper clear water, and I can agree with that. But sometimes you can get away with it, and if so, I choose to especially if you're fishing a smaller spinnerbait, like I talked about with a 316s. In fact, I know that War Eagle makes a finesse spinnerbait. So if you're fishing some really pressured fish, that might be something you want to go to. It's real light wire, so again, you need to use lighter line and probably a softer rod so you don't completely bend your spinnerbait out. And then I'll move on to chatterbaits and I'll be done. Now, chatterbaits is a topic that I do, I have not caught fish on chatterbaits much. Chatterbaits to me, they're, they just, they don't like me, I guess. But it's basically a jig with a blade on it. Now, there's different types of chatterbaits. You have to figure out what's your favorite. Uh, some people like the jackhammer. That thing is very expensive. So if you're a person that throws it around and you have the ability to get, to lose them very easily, I do not suggest buying a jackhammer. I suggest buying the original. It's like four or five dollars. Of course, it's not the best quality, but it's still, it's still a chatterbait in the end. A lot of uh, some different companies make them, but Z-Man's the most popular, of course. Now, I blade blade color and skirt color is all are all kind of are all different. Let me check how much time we got. Twenty eight minutes. All right. I'll just take you for a few more minutes. Now, I'm not going to get into blade color and blade size because I don't 
I haven't I haven't learned enough about chatterbaits to know that. Uh, because sometimes I think blade color doesn't matter as much as it does. Now let me go back to spinnerbaits real quick. I forgot to mention this. Blade colors. For me, gold and silver. Gold and silver. If I think if you're fishing a dark darker water, you can do more gold bladed spinnerbaits. Or if you're fishing clear water, maybe more silver. To me, I don't think it matters as much as long as you're putting off that flash or that vibration, whichever they prefer. Now on the chatterbaits. Most of mine have, have uh, I've seen some with black blades, I've seen some with gold blades, silver blades, and now, I talked about this on a podcast episode a little while back, at iCast this year, Z-Man came out with a stealth chatterbait with a clear blade on it, the stealth jackhammer. But the main thing is, I'm going to fish a chatterbait in darker water because it's putting off more vibration. A chatterbait is not supposed to put off flash as much as it, much as it is, um, as much as it's putting off more vibration than flash. That's right. Forgot what I was about to say. Because that blade's up there moving side to side, creating a lot of vibration. So you're going to want to fish that in deeper water. And if you want to learn a lot about a, uh, if you want to learn a lot about a chatterbait, I suggest going to and looking up Brett Hot how to use a chatterbait, because uh, I looked it on Wired to Fish and he showed and he's really he's the chatterbait expert. He's really revolutionized that bait. Uh, I think he's probably the best chatterbait fisherman in the world. Brett Hot definitely go check him out. Now. Again, you can pick different colors on your uh, on your chatterbaits. I personally would go if I'm doing shad, and this applies to spinnerbaits too. I forgot to mention this on spinnerbaits. If I'm fishing uh, more shad color, I'm gonna fish chartreuse. I'm gonna fish a white, white and chartreuse. I'm representing more crawl styles or like creature style baits. I'm gonna go to your darker colors. Your I don't. If you have like, if you live in Alabama, and you have those red crawls. You can fish it with the red, and then you have your trailer, of course. Man, it's thundering outside, boy. Let's see. And and uh, your and then there's all different colors as well. Then you have some. And really, I recommend a green pumpkin if you're just starting out. Green pumpkin is good. I think black and blue is pretty pretty good. Again, your basic colors for your bait for your different types of water. White, white and chartreuse, black and blue, green pumpkin. Those are gonna be your colors you wanna to go to most. Same with spinnerbaits. A white spinnerbait or a white chartreuse spinnerbait is my favorite. Uh, they don't, uh, I mean, a lot of times you don't fish a black and blue uh, spinnerbait. Same as you don't fish a green pumpkin spinnerbait because usually you don't, but a darker skirt for a darker color. I do know they do make red spinnerbaits, though, so if you like those, you can go check those out as well. Now, the thing about chatterbait is, is uh, it, again, it's moving that blade. There's different cha- uh, trailers you want to use. For me, for spinnerbaits, I don't think it matters nearly as much as it does chatterbaits. But if you have a regular paddle tail swim bait, uh, you want to flip it upside down to where the tail is facing up. And that's going to match the movement of the blade as much as and the tail is going to act the same way because if you're fishing it like a traditional 
like on underspin or a jig head, that tail, if it's facing downward, you guys know what I'm talking about. It's doing that more side-to-side -side subtle action, but whenever you turn it around, it's going a lot faster, and it's moving with the blade. It's moving, it's matching the blade's movement. So that, and that, and if you have it turned down, it usually turns a lot of fish off. But now, but whenever you turn, but whenever you turn it upright, or turn it upside, or how they would call it, upside down, it moves that blade action perfectly. Another thing is, if you're gonna fish a, a trailer like the Bandita Bug, or the pit boss or something like that you're going to want to turn it sideways why because it's going to move side to side it's not going to interfere with your blade it's going to move side to side same with the zako the yamamoto zako that was designed by brett hot to be fished on a chatterbait it's got that tail it's got a fork tail with the pinjage with the uh the little pinjages on it that make it go back and forth and make it look like an actual fish or whatever those are your types of trays you want to fish on a chatterbait. I know that uh, Strike King makes a Rage Crawl and a Menace Grub. Those you want to turn side. Some some of those you may want to turn sideways, but if you can get away with putting them up upright, that's fine too. So you really, with all these baits, guys, and I'll wrap it up here in just a second. You have to find out what works best for you in the water you fish. That's the that's an important part of it. So I hope you can use these guys and go fish your local ponds uh, in all different types. Big shout out to Landon Sweat, uh, my buddy. He likes to fish a lot, just like me. And I'm gonna search up his Snapchat real quick. Thank you, thanks to him, we have our questions. Uh, so it's JL Sweat CQ, that is JL Sweat, and that is S-W-E-A-T-C-Q. Uh, it'll pop up, I think, Landon Sweat. And then tell him if you're a, uh, if you want to, tell him to add him, add you to his private store. He always posts some pretty good stuff. And until then, thanks, thanks to Landon for the questions. And this was really our move. This is going to be, I'll name it probably our moving baits. Now again, you can fish these baits around any types of cover that you want. Again, last week we talked about grass uh, with Tristan. So you might want to go check that out if you have not already. But until then, guys, whoa, that was some pretty fierce lightning. Until then, guys, we will see you next time. I hope you can use these tips that you learned today. If you're still watching all the way through, I hope you guys will have a great day. Go use these tips. And